Join our global community of travel lovers at zerototravel.com. Zero to Travel Audio Adventures presents Trekking Nepal, Episode 9, The Monastery of Lao. In this episode, we see Manaslu for the first time, learn more about Buddhism, and have Tibetan tea in a monastery. So today we're going to Lo, which is easier day. It's gonna take approximately five hours. Okay. So trail is um, for half an hour, 45 minutes. It's very nice, it's flat. You can see the uh, uh, directions and it's very nice. I walk sometimes. In the forest, uh, jungle, and then we will climb about um, one hour, and then we will be in the very nice village called Lihigaon. Mm. Um, that is completely the Buddhist uh, uh, cultural uh, houses there. There's some uh, money walls, Jordan, which is a small kind of stupa. Mm. And then, yeah, today we'll have uh, many mountain views, mm. like Ganesh Himal uh, behind us. And then we can see the, <coughs> the Kutang Himal and Himal Chuli, and then Peak 29, and then Manaslu as well. Mm. So, and what are we looking yeah. at right here? It's called Kutang. Kutang. How tall is that? It's uh, 6,200 meters. Okay. So, yeah, it's... Small for the Himalayas. small, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're stopping pretty early because we have to start acclimating to the altitude, right? Yeah. We're going to about 3,200 meters. Okay. So... Are you looking forward to a good day? Yes. So I am as well. Yeah, because it's really beautiful day yeah no clouds no no yeah. clouds at yeah, all at all and so, uh it's crisp the yes, air feels very, yeah, very clean clean yeah and um yeah, it's very fresh i'm looking forward to the views and for starting the trail flat yes, today yes. that's nice <laughs> thanks samir yeah. hey we're looking at a beautiful churton yes and there's like a, what mountain is that in the background? That's called Himalchuli. Ah, oh, it's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's above 7,000 meters. And it's, uh, it's just so nice. Yeah. I don't even know how the words. Uh, what is it, Chorten? Chorten, it's especially in the, in the Buddhist culture, uh, people, monk, uh, local people, they get together and then build in the on the trail to have a um, good luck mm. and then all the people get together and then they make it uh, as a welcoming uh, gate yeah and then with special mantras Buddha's mantras okay and then the mantra Om Mani Padme Hum Padme Hum yeah and there inside there is a uh, prayer wheels Okay. Yeah. So why is it three levels? 
Um, it's uh, in Buddhist culture they have a, uh, whatever they want to do they say Om Mani Padme Hum three mm. times oh, and okay. then three times. also they make uh, uh, in the stupas they make uh, three times uh, um, make a round mm-hmm. and uh, to complete their wishes okay their wish. three times around yeah. and up here they're mostly growing wheat and barley yeah wheat and barley and potatoes okay um, they are the main crops mm-hmm. in this valley. What is the name of this village? Lihi. Lihi. Yeah. And it's this is a Tibetan Buddhism yeah, village? Yeah, it's Tibetan Buddhism, yes. Okay. And then most of people are called Bote. Mm. It's pretty similar with the Tibetan people, especially yeah. they moved from Tibet. Okay. So they have the same language. They speak Tibeto Burman language and then the same religion, they follow Buddhist and then yeah. Their main job is farming. Farming. Yeah. They okay. grow a barley, potatoes, wheat and corn and then they have uh, other like apples. Hmm. That's the main fruits. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the robes are beautiful. Yes, the, the maroon robes with the brown. Mm-hmm. I think they're yeah. they're very nice, and they look perfect with the mountains and yes. in the scenery. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. uh, thank you so much. Welcome, <laughs> you're welcome. Yet another reason to have a guide like Samir, because you get to learn so much along the way about everything: the people, the land, the mountains, everything, everything you would want to learn. A small number of Nepali people define themselves as Buddhist, around 11% of the population, the majority being Hindu, around 83%. Siddhartha Gautama was born into a royal family in Lumbini in Nepal in 563 BC, which remains a place of pilgrimage today. When he was born, wise men predicted that one day this prince would become a monk. Worried that his own son would be inspired to become a monk if he knew pain and suffering, The king kept the young prince in a fabricated existence of health, youth, and luxury within the palace walls. Siddhartha was a deeply thoughtful and curious young man. One day, he convinced the king to allow him outside the palace, and on his first visit to a nearby town, was shocked at the sight of a cripple in rags, an old man with wrinkles and white hair. The realization that there was much misery and unhappiness in the world persuaded the prince to abandon his luxurious life in the royal palace in order to search for enlightenment and the real meaning of life. For many years, Siddhartha wandered from place to place, studying different teachings and philosophies of the day, looking for a solution to the problems he saw all around him. The word Buddha comes from the word Buddhai, meaning to awaken. After years of searching, Siddhartha Gautama perceived that people suffer because of their attachment to things and people. Seeing that the root of all problems is desire, he became spiritually enlightened and was thereafter known as the Buddha. He dedicated the rest of his life to teaching others how to eliminate suffering in their lives. We're seeing Manaslu for the first time. Yay! The mountain, one of the mountains, I guess it's not necessarily the mountain we came to see, but the trail is named after the mountain, so it's a big moment. Yes. yes. And we just high-fived. Yes. 
And we could do it again. Ming woo. Yeah. He went ahead. Yeah. He's the reason we're here. Manus Yeah. Manuslu is one of the eight thousand meter peaks. Yes, eight thousand one hundred eighty six. That's high. Yeah. So it's in number eight. Yeah. Number eight highest. Eighth yeah. highest in the world. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it's, it's like makes my mind go crazy because I live in Colorado. We have so many big mountains and it's like makes them look small. Yes. <laughs> because it's so big. Yeah. But you can see why they're the most famous mountains in the world because it's so beautiful and yeah um just like humbling you know yeah cool yeah so quiet so quiet it's perfect day perfect, yeah. yeah we're lucky we're here before cloudy and we can see monoslo and other Mountain that's yeah. called Kutang and Sandu Peak. Yeah, we we Beautiful. I think we got here maybe on the best day. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, we are enjoying lots with many different landscapes, marine um, monkeys there. Yeah, we saw monkeys <laughs> today. Rhesus uh, monkeys. Yeah. Nice. Um, barley field yeah. and people were working in the for, uh, in, in the fields field, yeah. yeah and also some fall colors you can see the colors the leaves change like yeah, the leaves changing, different yes. colors so there's yeah. some orange in the trees yeah yeah almost like close to the color family of the Buddhists' uh, robes, <laughs> yes. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, in, in March, April, this, all the pine trees, mm. they change to orange color. Oh, really? And then, yeah, some, some of the trees already changed, you can see in the low, mm. so that's beautiful colors. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people working today. I guess the nice weather yeah, and yeah. Uh, yes. it's time to harvest the fields. Yeah. Before busy, it's too yeah. cold. Yes. It's a busy time. Yeah, busy time for the local people. So, yeah, this is the time they have to work. And in January, February, they don't have a work. Yeah. So they just just relax, enjoy with family, and then. Yeah, is the village all coming together to help each other harvest? Ah, uh, yes. Each person. Yes. Sometimes they uh, walk all together. Yeah. And sometimes someone pay for the who for help for help. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a combination of different yes. things. Yeah. Manaslu. 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 <laughs> Manaslu. Wow, yes. here's the top.
we made our way up the stone path through the village of Lo, passing local villagers carrying ungodly amounts of harvested corn and wheat on their backs, nearly three or four times the size of them on the dirt path sandwiched between a stony rock wall and a makeshift fence made out of logs haphazardly strewn horizontally to create some semblance of a fenced infield. As we cleared the Trekker's Lodge and the last Chorten So we made our way up the rocky path sandwiched between two stone walls out of the village of Lo. On the left-hand side, orange trees, orange and green cascading down the sides, provide a beautiful backdrop with the Himalayan mountains soaring above in the background as if Bob Ross came and painted a masterpiece himself. Locals pass by with baskets full of harvested grains and corns. Village of Lo seems to be changing rapidly as the Manaslu Trail becomes more of a popular trek. Lodges are being built as I speak these words. Yet one thing has remained here, and that's a devotion to Tibetan Buddhism and the monastery that's been here for 600 years. Houses 150 monks in a school, and we walk through recently harvested fields as the rocks on the path begin to disappear, making way for a smooth dirt walkway. Winding through the village, we pass weather-beaten prayer flags torn on the ends from years of being subjected to Mother Nature's forces. Prayer flags are strewn from trees, from chortens, and waving as banners from bamboo sticks planted firmly into the earth. Hey, move, walk. Okay, uh, a local was trying to herd a cow and was just telling me to walk. I feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> anyway, locals are harvesting the fields with sticks. All manual labor, no machines to be heard. As we round the corner towards the monastery, prayer flags and pass under the gate. 
our flags are strewn about, crisscrossing the sky above our heads. The monastery is perched high on a mountaintop. It's like you've seen in all the Hollywood movies where the man travels hundreds of miles to ask the guru what is the meaning of life. Except this scene is real. As we pass the Manny Wall, going on the clockwise side, per tradition. The monastery is perched on a hill with rows of prayer flags leading the path as it zigzags up to the top. We pass the dormitories where the monks lives. Once we get to the top, we're in a sanctuary a beautiful monastery loaded with all of the brilliant blues, oranges, yellows, and reds and maroon robes of the monks that Nepal and Buddhism is known for. We take our shoes off and enter the temple to have a sit and spend five minutes with our eyes closed contemplating, giving ourselves space to breathe. We turned around as four monks were peeking into the doorway. Then they poured into the doorway and asked us to take a picture of them. We certainly obliged and took a nice photo and showed it to them. They seemed very happy. Then they started showing us all around the temple and having us pressing our foreheads to various pieces of the temple and then they started showing some of their shell horns which they blew into which created a a loud horn sound and we they asked us to blow into them and we did as well uh, we're in there for a while and we're dancing making music and and we went out and then they we were standing there talking to one of the boys with Samir and then two of the boys came running out from a door and asked if we wanted to have Tibetan tea and we said yes so we went into the, their kitchen which was a very long rectangular room it's dark but it was so nice and like all the the porcelain was like set up so nice and in the right spot and um, in one of the ends of the room was a fire we sat on a wooden block in front of a crackling fireplace we were cold so it was super nice and warm and cozy as the English teacher for the monastery and school made Tibetan tea by inserting milk, butter and salt into a long gourd and vigorously pumping something in and out to create it. Then they poured it into a hot metal pot that was sitting on top of the fireplace, which was low. And they poured us three cups of tea, one for myself, Anadorta, and Samir.
Taste butter and salt. And we looked around, and it was the most cozy environment you could imagine. <laughs> what are they up to now? <laughs> we could teach them rock, paper, scissors. Do you want to learn a game? Yes. Okay. Uh, there's, there's three things. You have you have a uh, rock. Yeah. And then you have paper. And scissor. You know this. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. Uh, you know this. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay, you know that. <laughs> we tried to teach the monks rock, paper, scissors, but they already knew that. So we taught them a Norwegian game where you hold your hand out into a fist and try to smack the other person's knuckle before they could take it away. They seemed to like that. I also taught the monks how to beatbox <laughs> in the temple. And they seem to get a kick out of that. It was our first time trying Tibetan tea. Yeah. I said this is probably the best place that we could ever first try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of the uh, local people from here, yeah. they drink all the time this kind of tea. Uh -huh. And then they believe that they will have a strong energy. Yeah, yeah. Full of energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because already the butter and milk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, sometimes they mix um, wheat flour. Mm. Yeah. I feel Tibetan tea power. Yeah, okay. me too. 24 hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tibetan tea power. I hope it'll help my cold. Mm. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love Samir's honesty. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> as long as it doesn't get make it worse. He's the best guy ever. Yeah, he is. He is. 
He could have made up some story that said uh, thousands of years ago yeah. the Tibetans cured colds yeah, with, with this tea. tea. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> gets yeah, like happy. I, don't know. I will drink it every morning just because what you say. <laughs> if you have said that it would help, of course. Now I won't drink it every morning. I will still have my mint tea or something. Yeah, yeah. Mint tea or ginger tea. Yeah, I think. I don't want this moment to end. No, it's very nice. But everything has to, I guess. It was very special. <laughs> like, the, the taste of it was okay. And I actually feel energized. They, that's what they say. Like, the local people have that to feel energized or strength. And actually, I felt that. But uh, the most special about it was sitting there in, in, in that room with the the monks having that tea and talking to them and yeah it's very special and it was warm and nice Yes. Yeah, and for letting us come in. Yeah. <laughs> Down in that. We were very relaxed after our meditation and after trying the Tibetan tea in their kitchen. It was very special. Afterwards, we left and we walked slowly down the mountain, the hilltop on which they reside. As the clouds rolled in, the Himalayas were peaking up just behind, and and we looked out into this vast, beautiful valley as we solemnly and most relaxing made our way back down to town day six synopsis we left Namrung and I thought the track was getting awesome even awesomer and then we showed up in low LHO and our minds have completely been blown by this beautiful little Buddhist village with Manaslu and another mountain <laughs> framing a monastery on a hilltop, on a small hilltop, in a picture-perfect Himalayan setting that, if you imagined it, couldn't be this good. I don't know what else to say. It's beautiful walk, beautiful views. I know you had a cold today. You just finished your last antibiotic, so we we have to we haven't talked about that for a little while. No, and, you know we had yeah. gone through a whole cycle of Cipro. Yeah, you feel good, but now you have a cold. Yeah, but Samir said that's normal. Yeah, it's pretty normal. I just I, I haven't felt very good today. I've been slow, and my whole body I've been aching. My head has been feeling like it wanted to explode. And my throat is a little better, but now my nose is more stuffed. So 
uh, my head is also better. Uh, so I'm looking forward to a good night's sleep in a room on the third floor, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cold because it's like a lot of holes in the ceiling. <laughs> uh, to like a, as a ap- ap- attic. attic yeah. What do you think about uh, this village, Low? Oh, it's very nice. It's very different from many of the others. It's it's a Tibetan Buddhist Buddhist village. Uh, so it has like temples and it's yeah, it's nice. People are nice. Uh, it's uh, a lot of fields around us. People are working hard on them, uh, and we have a garden outside our windows um, with flowers and vegetables, mm. and we hear the cowbells and the horse bells and it's very nice it's very different from what we are used to Mm. um they have a hard life up here i guess we are on almost 3200 meters now right now uh it's pretty cold (laughs) i've been freezing today We had hot chocolate this evening and another small pot of lemon ginger honey tea and we had two big plates of fried noodles with vegetables i had egg on mine you're still hungry oh and the tibetan bread for lunch which Dorta's mentioned several times today because she's a big fan apparently it was good um Dangerous. And noodle yeah. soup. Um, I think this is the best place to get it up here too. Can't get it like further down, no? Yeah. It's up here. It's a tradition. Oh, that's true. We're in a Tibetan. Yeah. So maybe we should get some more Tibetan bread. Couldn't you take a rest day and just eat some Tibetan bread yeah, all day? I could. With honey on. Yeah. And drink mint tea. Yeah. And read. Yeah. I think we should ask for one if we don't go over the pass. It doesn't look like we're going over the pass. There's so much snow. We're getting the vibes that it's not happening. We don't have any mountaineering gear. We don't have crampons. We don't have ice axes. We don't have ropes. Samir has a rope. That's all he has. It's delicious. Like, it's so nice to lay down because we got the extra blankets. Is it? Yeah. Samir, our guide, hooked us up with extra blankets, which we're laying on top of. It's awesome. All right. Uh, I don't know what else to say besides today was absolutely incredible. Look forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow. Trekking Nepal. Coming up in episode 10. An avalanche of people are passing us. Yes. And maybe that's because it's not looking so good on the pass. We have to be really, really be careful because in the mountain it's it's happened very, very fast. As the altitude sickness is not like other diseases. The helicopters don't go up there for uh, supplies. They come up there because of tourists that are in trouble. And what a day. What a beautiful, amazing day. <laughs> This audio adventure series has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com. Ideas and advice to help make any of your travel dreams a reality. Join our global community of travel lovers at ZeroToTravel.com.
Hey, it's Jason here, and if you love trekking, I invite you to stop by zerototravel.com slash trekking to join our global community of hikers and discover the ultimate resource on trekking worldwide. That's zerototravel.com slash trekking. <laughs>